0: Are you recording now? <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. So anytime I have something that I like, kind of want to do, mm-hmm. I cannot stop thinking about it until I do it. Aight. So all, so all this week I was like, oh, I want a, I want a deck of tarot cards. Uh- <laughs> so bad. Um, but I wanted to go to a local store, you know, to support local businesses, mm-hmm. but. All the local stores close at, like, 5 p.m. during the week. And that just... That doesn't work for my schedule. So I ordered it from a website. Um, But this lady I used to know, she used to read my cards a lot. And she recommended this brand. And so I purchased uh, the same brand. So they will be coming, I guess, in the the next week or so. So I'll let you know how that goes.
1: Well, you know, I bought tarot cards... I don't even know like a, a while ago probably like last September and I got mine off of Amazon. Uh I <laughs> I asked in some witchy groups on Facebook. I was like, you know, is it weird? And they were like they are like no. They were like there's a lot of like things people say, but you know, just do whatever, well, just do whatever you think. Uh I have not used them yet. I have not had time to learn how to use them. I, there's a lot to there's a lot to know. There's a
0: lot of cards in there. Yes, and there's different ways that you can like deal them out like there's one way that I know how to do it which the woman who has always read my cards does it but then there's another way that you can do it depending I think on the type of reading but I'm sure there's probably someone listening to this that's like wrong
1: I know wrong I've never actually had my cards read uh somebody was supposed to do it for me a long time ago and she told me to message her the next day, and then I did, and she never messaged me back. And I didn't want to be like, hey, you said you were going to read my cards, so I just left it. Uh, my MAGA,
0: my grandma, of all people, told me that she got hers read a few, like, I don't know, this was probably, like, 20 years ago, like, back in the 90s. She went with one of her girlfriends, and she was, like, shook to death by how accurate it was. I need to go, I needed to get somebody to do mine. I think... Well, I'll, I'll let you know if I get good, and I'll... Well, I guess, you know, you have to practice in order to, you know, improve, so... See,
1: I feel like it would take... Perhaps I'll improve and be able to help. It would take me a long time to be able to get it to where, you know, I could just lay it down, and I don't have to, like, read off the piece of paper and be like... This means this. And they'd be like, okay, and then what the fuck does that mean? You know, I feel like you. Really, you really, get to know them. And then you can really say what they mean. You don't just have to be like, the this card says you're going to fall in love. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the context of it is very important. Sydney's, uh.
0: Sorry. And making sure that I, uh, so, as you know, last week my laptop sounded like it was about to take flight. Uh. So, I'm very anxious that we're going to have the same issue this week with the audio. I, so, I am trying to push my laptop as far away from my microphone as possible so as to avoid the, like, continuous hum
1: because that will fuck up the audio and no one wants to listen to a podcast with shitty audio. No. And, sp- and speaking of a podcast, that's what this is, turns out. Um, and it's called This Is Gonna Sound Weird. Uh, we usually talk about true crime, paranormal, uh, spooky stuff. It's true.
0: We do. We talk about all those things. This week specifically, we are talking about poltergeist.
1: Yeah, which freaked me out. Um, Also, I'm Taylor. And I'm Sydney. And if I sound a little off this week, it's because I am.
0: (laughs) Yes, Taylor is the one that is off, and Sydney is the one with
1: the (laughs) shitty laptop. Yeah. I'm not not sure how much laughs y'all are going to get out of me this week. I'm going to be completely honest. I just do not know. The rain, it went away today, Uh, but I know it's coming back. It is coming back. I think it's coming back tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah, we got, uh, you know, we got
0: those up and down emotions this week. Uh, so, you know, typically though, I feel like with paranormal stories, I, I crack a bit more jokes. You know, I don't want to crack too many jokes on a true crime story because that would be insensitive. No. So, you know, even if you don't get a, a joke or two from our very own Taylor, uh, I'll do my best to try to, I'll, I'm going to save this episode.
1: Damn it. Please do. Uh, but here's a funny thing. <laughs> here's something funny. Uh, the shitters at my house are backed up. Uh, and I thought... Oh, no. You know, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> here's the thing. I know they are because I was there this weekend. I thought I used too much toilet paper. Um, because, you know, I always mess up stuff in the house by just doing doing the most. Turns out our septic tank is, like, full of water. Uh, and so now everything's, like, backed up. And so I... I pee a lot, uh, and so now we're having to conserve water, and so we don't flush too much water into our septic tank, and I'm just not about it, okay? It's a rough week, and I can't even flush the damn toilet, uh, so please, thoughts and prayers, please. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you got the, if it's yellow, let it mellow. Mm -hmm. So... Here's the thing. Hope you save some money. I'm worried that there's gonna be pee germs in the bathroom that's gonna get on my toothbrush. Um... Which is disgusting. Uh, so Well, you know you're supposed to... Every time you flush your toilet, you're supposed to...
0: You're supposed to shut the lid. Yeah. So that when you flush it, there's no poo particles. And I know damn well you don't shut the lid on a toilet, Taylor. Because when I... Because I shut the the lid on the toilet at my apartment. And whenever you come over, you don't. And I know that because the lid is always up when I go into the bathroom after you. No, know, I
1: didn't think about that. Uh, but I live with a man. And so, honestly... The toilet seat always up anyways, which I'm gonna be honest, you know what? Toilet seat being up, it don't bother me. And this is why uh the toilet seats always down when Brandon goes to use it, he don't complain toilet seats down. So why do I have a right to complain it's up? I've always wondered that argument. Why? Well, sometimes you just got to put men in their place, Taylor, damn it. I guess so. I also grew up with like five brothers, so it was it was a losing fight. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was me, my mom, and my sister, along with my dad. So, my dad was really outnumbered. So, that that motherfucker was always down. Okay.
1: I guess that's probably enough toilet talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: this is true. So, Pulcher, guys, I'm going to let you go first this week, Taylor. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my sources first. Um I got my information from liveabout.com. Three famous poltergeist cases that will creep you out. Uh, ThorntonHeathChronicle.co.uk. Uh, the article was Ghost of an 18th Century Farmer. Haunts Family T-Set. TV Set, not tea set uh, And then also on that same website, Thornton Heath Housewife, Possessed by Poltergeist. And then Wikipedia.com. Uh, the Nandor Fodor page. So anyways, my poltergeist is the Thornton Heath poltergeist now as i uh continue into this story well, as i finish up this story um i'm just gonna drop that we're just gonna start and then i'll tell you what the fuck happened when i research this when i get to the point okay are you ready all right so we're, we're in the early 1970s we're in england uh there's a family that lives in england thornton heath specifically so one august night um they started having some weird stuff happen at their house. Uh, so, it was, you know, it was August. It was hot. I don't know if it was raining. It was England. I've never been there before. But the family was woken up in the middle of the night by a bedside radio turning on and blaring a foreign language radio station. Now, the radio had turned itself on and turned itself to that specific station because they don't listen to that station. And this was just the beginning of... Of uh, some really um odd things that were gonna continue in this home and to this family for about four years. So Four years. Uh, yeah. So following this initial event, uh various other like weird occurrences that started becoming more and more like paranormally were happening all around the house. So there was this lampshade that was repeatedly knocked onto the floor by some, you know, unknown, unseen force. And then during Christmas of 1972, an ornament from the Christmas tree hurled across the room and shattered onto the head of the husband of the family. And it hit him so hard, it made him fall back into an armchair. And after the ornament hit him, the Christmas tree started to violently shake and lift off of the ground. So, you, you know, not a, not a great Christmas. Also, i will be pissed. I bought them ornaments. For a reason.
0: Also, I think, you know, about homemade ornaments. You know, every family has the one nice tree with your nice ornaments that you maybe leave in, like, the living room. But then you have your homemade ornament tree. Mm-mm. So, I think about that. We can't can't remake ones
1: that I made in kindergarten. My family's Christmas my mom's Christmas tree used to always only be homemade ornament tree. Always homemade ornaments, you know? Well, here the past few years, it's been just regular ornaments. No homemade ornament tree at all. She just keeps them shoved up in a box. It's a sad day. Uh, my At my house,
0: uh, because both of us are being my sister out of the house, you know, you're lucky if my parents
1: even put up a tree. Yeah, my family puts up a tree. You know, I still got a little brother at home. Also, I'll always put up a tree. I love a tree. It ain't Christmas without no tree. Now we're to New Year's. We're off of Christmas. We're at New Year's. So, it was New Year's, and around that, this time, I guess the same year, the family started hearing footsteps in, like, bedrooms, and there when they would go to check, there would be no one there, and one night, the son of the family woke up and saw a man dressed in old-fashioned clothing standing and staring at him ominously and threateningly, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not about that. I'd prefer that not to happen. But throughout all, that. yeah. So throughout all this, obviously the family was getting more and more concerned and scared of what the heck was going on, and one night, and it continued to intensify um, as time went on. So one night they had some friends over at their house, and on this night they heard a really loud like knocking at the front door, and you know if somebody's knocking at my front door, I ain't answering it. Sorry, I don't care who you are, I ain't answering it. You can leave what you want at the door, but. Absolutely. So, Pretend you ain't home. There was a loud knocking at the door and then all of a sudden the living room door flung open all on its own and at the same time all of the lights in the house turned on. Which, I, if that happens I'm going to be peace out friends. You, you ain't going to see my ass here again. I'd have probably just been like you know mm-hmm. what, this is good for me. Goodbye. So also, if y'all hear me drinking some water, I got a really dry mouth. I'm also like medicine, so should be dry as hell. And that coffee I drink, coffee always dry your mouth out. And I burnt my tongue last night <laughs> eating some life. She's just Anyways. really going there. <laughs> <laughs> I ate it right out of the pot. And then Brandon was like, why the fuck would you pick it straight up out of a boiling pot and stick it on your tongue? I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm going through it this week. <laughs> uh okay so by this point the family realized that they needed to do something clearly because whatever this thing was it wasn't going away and it was getting worse so they decided we're gonna call a priest in and we're gonna get him to bless the house so they called in the priest uh, but the blessing did not work it actually made the occurrences become more intense and more frequent so and at this point More objects were flying through the air, flying across the house, and the family started hearing really loud noises, and they sounded like really large pieces of furniture were crashing and falling onto the floor, which I'm like, you can, can you imagine be sleeping at night and sounding like your whole ass couch is falling through the floor? Especially if it's, I don't know if it's a two-story house or what, it might just come fall down on you. I, got nothing, I I ain't got nothing uh, to say. So, to but that every time, <laughs> <laughs> going sometimes say you that? look at me
0: like you're, you're like, "You gonna say that? something to that? You gonna say something to that?" No, I am not. I I agree. Yeah, I would shit my pants if uh, the couch fell through the ceiling. I'd probably die, especially because I live. I especially because I live in an apartment. Well. So that means that the people above me
1: have. They're probably dead because they have probably fallen on my head. That's true. But, you know, every time they would hear the noise, they would go check to see what was going on. there's nothing there. Nothing was even, like, moved. So, since the priest didn't work out, the family was like, okay, maybe we should contact a medium. So they did. They contacted a medium to see if they could, you know, reach out to or communicate whatever was doing all this stuff in their house. And the medium told the family that the house was being haunted by a farmer named Chatterton. And he was really upset because he thought the family was trespassing on his land. So, I guess that was the um, old threatening man uh, staring at the little boy. So, after learning this, the family, uh, like, investigated into, like, the medium. They didn't just trust the medium automatically. They wanted to investigate to make sure they were right. And so, they did actually figure out that a farmer named Chatterton um, had lived in their house in the mid 18th century. So it checked out. And so after the medium left though, the hauntings continued, but at this point, the hauntings wasn't only Chatterton. It was also, uh, it was also his wife. I don't know why she just decided to pop up now, but here she is. So she apparently really didn't like the, um, the wife of the family, Mm -hmm. the living wife of the family uh and so she would follow her up the stairs at night and the little the ghost wife was described as an elderly gray-haired woman wearing a pinafore and her hair was tied back into a bun mm, i'm not sure what a pinafore uh, is i've I meant heard to look it, it before up, but, but i don't
0: i can't remember off the top of my head what the fuck it is
1: but you keep you you keep the only keep thing i'm thinking about about is, is, I'll uh, google it a, a yeah, the only thing I thought about was a, peti- a pettifor, which is like a, like a little cake. <laughs> um, however, like once, like, you know, the wife would follow the other wife up the stairs. But then when she was spotted, the ghost wife would disappear into the shadows. And then Chatterton himself uh, continued to intensify his hauntings. And he even started to appear on the TV screen of the family. So they'd be watching TV and old Chatterton would just pop up on the TV and he would be wearing a black jacket with wide pointed lapels, a high neck shirt and a black cravat, which um, to me, that doesn't sound like what a farmer would be wearing, but, uh, you know, who's, who's to say really? So eventually these hauntings became too much for the family and they moved away from the home. Now, here is the, the, the turn in my story that is not really a turn because that is the end of that story. So here's the thing. I looked into this story. That's all I could find on it. I looked everywhere to see what if there was anything else. There was nothing. But what kept coming up was another Thornton Heath poltergeist. And the story I just told you on one website said it may or may not be true. Uh, and I did not realize that till I researched it. But, there's another Thornton Heath poster, guys, that I don't know if these two are meshed at all, not meshed at all, but I'm going to briefly tell you about the other one as well. Okay. So, the other, also... Here's the thing. You know, sometimes you go into like these little lists and they're like, these are the three scariest, most hauntedest things ever. Then you start reading, you're like, oh yeah, this is good. And then you start working on your story and then you get like halfway through and you're like, oh fuck, there's not that much, but I can't back out at this point. Honestly,
0: once I have, if I've read even a paragraph of the Wikipedia page, it's probably good. It's probably the story of the week. I can't You expect You think I got all this time to be reading? Absolutely not.
1: No. I don't. Unless y'all want me to recount to you a case from one of my classes, they some they some wild ones out there now. Anyway, so this story is a little odd, but similar. Uh, now this one is a Thornton Heath poltergeist, uh, and it ha- But this one happened in 1938. So at the time that this one happened, there was a family that lived at Beaverstone Road. And they believed that they were being tormented by a poltergeist. And the family was a husband named Les, a son, Don, and like a, I guess, somebody they called a lodger, something that they rented a room out to a guy named George, and then the wife, Alma Fielding. So, the poltergeist in this house, you know, they did normal poltergeisty type stuff, made saucers fly across the room, lumps of coal fly. Now, this one also made ornaments fly and smash to the ground. Which I think is why they kind of got lumped together. And handprints would appear on the mirrors around the home. And apparently, this poltergeist was so scary that the 16 year old son actually, oh my goodness, moved out temporarily. Now, I, I just did, burped. I, I don't know love if you calling. caught that. Um, Okay. Okay. She said, you want to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, the 16 year old son got so scared he had to move out. So here, Alma was mainly the focus of the haunting. Um, She actually wrote to the newspaper uh, to ask them to come investigate what was going on because I guess she was like, we need some help. So the paper actually sent two journalists out to look into it. And while the journalists were there, they actually witnessed the activity and they wrote that, quote, some malevolent ghostly force is working miracles not quite sure what that means i don't know kind of miracles they'd be performing yep. turning water to wine but something fun <laughs> damn that's just, we got so much rain right now we could just go collect some water we got yeah, wine all I over mean, the place if, they go,
0: if they're gonna do a miracle it needs to be something cool yeah i don't think just you know picking up a, a pen floating it around the room is really a miracle
1: no, I don't think so either. I don't think that's a miracle at all. I don't think He's Jesus like, would listen, consider that a miracle. Not. Is that the that best you can do? A pin for real. So after I guess this uh, like article came out, a famous ghost hunter named Nandor Fodor. And I don't know what his family. I don't know what his family was thinking. Is he a character from Game of Thrones? He might be. And honestly, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But I've, the only way else I could say you would pronounce it was Nandor But Either way, who knows so <laughs> I never finished Game of Thrones it was, too, it was wow. too much TV for me to watch well I've been watching the same ep- episode of 90 Day Fiance for the last week so you gotta do what you gotta okay. do wow what a nerd <laughs> yeah uh, so this this guy became really intrigued in this story. And he was kind of a part of, like, the spiritualism movement, you know, where he didn't really care either way. He just wanted to either prove or disprove spiritualism and, like, poltergeists. So he, he mostly just wanted to, like, get her and see what was going on. So basically what he wanted to do was take her. Alma specifically and do tests on her in like a lab so he took and tested her in these lab conditions like he would do like x-rays all sorts of weird stuff there's a lot more details on this but it was almost like a like a scholarly article so he did all these tests and basically what he figured out was that she herself was manifesting the activity and we've heard these stories before where your energy is so something that it's making these things happen and you know i don't know if they i mean the journalists apparently witnessed this stuff happening as well so basically fodor believed that she was able to create these apparitions and poltergeist activity with her own mind um his colleagues though at the place that he worked i'm not sure if it was like a university or what but they weren't really happy um with the fact that i guess he was using his resources and uh time to do this and what he found they didn't really like that either so they actually expelled him and they confiscated his research papers and so basically though what the papers said was that Alma had some repressed trauma and all the trauma was manifesting into these odd poltergeisty um, activities so I wish my repressed trauma would create a poltergeist in my house (laughs) Maybe I yeah. haven't repressed it enough. <laughs> God, just really
0: repress it and see if it can't make a pen float across the room.
1: Okay. I'll just... Yeah, maybe I can lift my water bottle on, on camera. But anyway, so after he got like expelled from wherever he worked, he ended up becoming a psychoanalyst and actually wrote a book about the case. And... A woman named Kate Summerscale found Fodor's original papers and wrote the book The Haunting of Alma Fielding. Now, that one, that's really all I found on that too. There's more information on that, but the thing was, I could not tell if the Thornton Heath poltergeist are related or not. Was the first one I told a myth? A truth? I couldn't say. The second one is definitely a truth, but... That is what I have found for you on the Thornton Heath poltergeists. Um. I don't really know what else to say. It confused me as I was researching. And I just thought I will bring that to light. If in case anybody knows, in case you are from this area, are these the same? Are they different? Questions, concerns, comments? I don't know. Well, maybe
0: the area is just like super popular for... Like, paranormal activity, and it just happens to happen in the same town.
1: Yeah, because also if they're different, like, stuff, isn't it weird that there's two poltergeists happening, like, in the same town? And, I mean, I've never been there, but I'm going to assume it's not a large town. No, probably not. It sounds like it would just be, like, a quite
0: little village. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. Um, we're going to get into my story and... Uh, oh, wait. Wasn't there, was there something else that you wanted to include in your story? When you were researching? Did you oh. Weird, did you have a funny anecdote?
1: No. I don't think so. I think I forgot.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Well, we're going to move on. I don't have
1: anything <laughs> funny to offer
0: of you today.
1: What are, what do you, who do you think I am? I'm just... Mr. Funny Guy?
0: Uh, listen. Every, I'm going to have the listeners roll back the tapes because I swear you said
1: something. I think at the beginning what I this meant, episode. I think what I meant was that after I had finished my research at the first story, I was looking for more sources. And then I got confused because I kept finding the other story. Okay. And I well, was like, are these related? Are th-? And I found the stories on the same website. And so I was yeah. like, I don't,
0: well, that I know. that's that is less exciting than you kind of painted okay. it out to be at the beginning of the episode. At the beginning of the episode, you definitely made it seem like I don't know you were researching about poltergeist, and then I don't a poltergeist was in your house or you thought there was. You know, that's kind of the way you framed it at the beginning of the episode. So, unfortunately, that's not it. All right, you ready for my story?
1: Yup. I'm Clint. I'm Jeremy.
0: And we're the host of the Know This Trivia podcast. Where we quiz each other on various topics from pop culture to politics, to even pizza. Come for our trivia and stay for our witty remarks. Well, in Jeremy's case, it's gonna be something cheesy. Quick, Clint, what was the most streamed TV show in 2020? The Gambit's Queen. The, wait, the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> no, it wasn't a Netflix original. It was The Office oh oh man why did i okay whatever yeah obviously and it was crazy blew out the ranks so if you want more of that listen in learn with us laugh with us and subscribe to the know this trivia podcast new episodes every other monday and find us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts This week, I will be telling you the story of the Herman House, or the Herman Poltergeist. I
1: don't think I've heard of it. Maybe maybe you
0: have. Maybe Maybe. you haven't. Only time will tell. So, my sources, the Long Island Pulse, Nerdist.com, Paralopedia, like Paranormalpedia on YouTube, uh, Wikipedia, and uh, Phantom something i evidently did not uh, finish typing the rest of that site source uh so if they sue me i have a dollar to my name i was gonna say they ain't getting much out of us it won't be worth it no all right so here's the scene i'm gonna set it for you seaford long island february 3rd 1958 James Harmon gets a call from his wife, Lucille, who's at home with the kids. And she's like, listen, me and the kids are here. We keep hearing weird popping noises coming from around the house. Um, and I guess whenever, like, they had sat and heard all this popping noises going on. And so, obviously, they went to investigate. And turns out, when they went into... Each of the different rooms of the house, they found various bottles to have been uncapped, almost like they had popped off. Um, and this was in every room in the house. Like, if they were in the bathroom, it was, like, pill bottles. If it was in the kitchen, it was all the jars. Damn, that's so annoying. <laughs> I know, they gotta screw that, all that on. <laughs> uh, and to make it weirder, most of these bottles were screw caps so it's not like a bottle of champagne Mm. that just pops open for no reason Uh, it's just very odd that they would pop off even though they're a screw cap and one of the items that they found that was open was a bottle of holy water that had not only been popped open but had also spilled all over a dresser in one of the bedrooms don't like that so, James tells the family, you know, don't freak out. This is probably just a prank that somebody's pulling on us. Don't even worry about it. But, uh-huh. James comes home that night, and over the next few days, the family continues to experience the same weird popping phenomenon, where they'd hear popping, and then they go into the different rooms, and all the jars would be open, and they had to... They had to fucking I guess screw all them back open but James I think still didn't believe it and this was happening fairly regularly until finally one day James was sitting in his bedroom and he saw a bottle move by itself throughout the room and uncap itself so Hmm. at this point the family is totally freaked out as yep. they, as I would be as well so they decide to call the police which it takes the police or it takes the family a decent amount of uh, convincing to get the police <laughs> to actually to get yeah. the police to actually come out because initially the police kind of thought that maybe Mr. Herman was drunk or something when he was calling but eventually he's like no 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 I need your help please come out So they send an officer out there who witnesses the same thing. So now, the family realizes they're not going crazy. That somebody on the outside has also seen the uncapping of the bottles. So a detective named Detective Koozie is assigned (laughs) to the case. (laughs) Koozie and the bottles. (laughs) Bottles. So he decides to spend a good amount of time in the house to kind of observe what's going on and soon he experiences what everyone else has which is the bottles popping throughout the house but in addition to this a porcelain doll that the family owned began levitating over the coffee table one day which we've already talked about this on the show how creepy i think dolls are so uh-huh. if i saw that first of all i wouldn't have a porcelain doll at this age It just don't it just doesn't make sense for me to. it's a little creepy. <laughs> uh second of all if it levitated at that point i consider it is that doll now owns my house it's no longer my house
1: Mhm. you can't get rid of it that, though at that point it may come back and haunt your ass because now it is possessed so what yeah do you do? they 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 can have the house sure. i'll leave I'll go.
0: But soon, the strange activity began to escalate. And things not only would levitate or pop open, but be thrown against the wall and shatter. Like, for instance, that porcelain doll was thrown across oh. the wall at one point and shattered. Damn. They just pissed so her pre- off. <laughs> yeah, she, she's dead now. So soon... <laughs> Uh, the word of this weird shit that's going on at the Herman's house had spread through the area and media began to take interest in the family. Things had gotten so bad that the family had actually moved out of the house for a time and had a Catholic priest come and bless the homes in hopes that that would alleviate or put an end to this chaos that was going on. But soon after they returned, the noises and the damage continued but this time it was even worse than before. Instead of bottles and dolls being levitated, it was heavier items like dressers and tables that were being moved and thrown about the house. So because of the media kind of spreading the word of this story, uh, a man named Dr. Ryan or Dr. J.B. Ryan actually, had gotten word of what was going on at the Herman house. So the Hermans invite uh, Dr. J.B. Ryan out to come and investigate what is going on at their house. And Dr. Ryan was the director of parapsychology at Duke University, you know, right, right up, I know right up the street from us. And if you don't know what parapsychology is, it is the alleged uh, physics phenomenon um, and paranormal claims. For example, near-death experiences, um, apparitional experiences. So basically, they ex- they basically try to p- use science to explain the unexplainable. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen Ghostbusters, that is what Bill Murray's character studies. He That's is a, a doctor of... Pa- oh my god. Don- I never
1: watched Ghostbusters. Stop. I never watched it. I cannot when tell I w- a lie.
0: when when <laughs> I was when I was young uh, i still I still love Ghostbusters to this day, but it was one of my favorite movies when I was younger, and I used to go to the blockbuster video with my <laughs> parents and I would probably rent ghostbusters at least once a month. There was like a handful of movies that I would just rotate through, and that was one of them. I don't know why we didn't just buy it. that was probably cheaper in the long run, but they had. Ghostbusters and then they also had a Ghostbusters like little animated cartoon show Mm. and I also would rent little episodes of that so I can't believe that you haven't watched that but I'm gonna make you watch it
1: one day. Here's the thing when I turned about 10 my dad started letting me watch scary movies so I said I don't want no scary movies for no babies no little kids so what I would do I would be watching Freddy Krueger. Me and my stepsister would go to the movie store, and we'd go up to the guy and literally be like, what's the scariest thing you got? And my dad, he didn't screen these movies. He'd give us the movie, send us off to our bedroom, turn it on. We was watching shit. We watched all the Freddy Krueger movies, The Grudge. And honestly, I say this started at 10, but this more started at like 7 or 8. Uh, We watching The Grudge. We watching Freddy Krueger. The scariest thing they got, we're watching it. Um, and that is probably why I am the way I am to this day. I ain't playing with no Ghostbusters.
0: No. Well, listen, I don't know why you're shitting on Ghostbusters. Because I... is a timeless film. You know? It propelled so many different careers. Uh, it's, it has so many... It's not even supposed to be scary. It's supposed to be, uh, funny. It's supposed to be funny. Do you know what humor is? No, you do not. <laughs> no. Not today. <laughs> God. Uh... But I do feel you on watching. I feel like my dad did the same thing. He would just let you watch whatever the hell you
1: wanted to watch. Mm. I'd be like, and I just didn't tell my mom because I knew she would not like that. Uh, Because she knew I was a scaredy cat, so she probably also knew that me watching that was going to make them have to deal with me being like freaked out about everything and anything.
0: Yeah, my dad pretty much would let me watch any sort of horror movie as long as he was there. He wouldn't tell me to leave the room at any point, or cl- like cover my eyes. But somehow, me, like him sitting next to me was gonna like you know make a difference. It didn't, you know.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: And that that is why we are weird. We're we're weird gals.
1: Yeah, for real. I blame my dad. Thanks, dad. Just kidding. Thanks, dad. Y- you let me have a personality. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Dr.
0: Ryan theorized that the presence of certain people under cer- certain circumstances could affect behavior of certain objects and could cause things to move without them being touched well, much like what, what you yeah that is i was gonna say something <laughs> when you were telling your story but i was like don't interrupt that'd be rude <laughs> uh but but yes a very similar to what you were saying and this ability is called psychokinesis And once Dr. Ryan arrived at the Herman's house, he performed a series of tests to roll out, like, radio transmissions and electrical disturbances, but couldn't find that the bottles were being harmed or otherwise, sorry, warmed or otherwise charged. So basically, I guess he was trying to see, like, is there anything that's affecting this that's, like, very practical, um, Mm -hmm. or is somebody moving this shit with their mind?
1: Because, like, yeah, if the bottle heated up, in theory, it could, like, explode if it got too hot. You know, the top could pop mm-hmm. off.
0: hmm So, Dr. Ryan theorized that the uh, teenagers living in the house were capable of psych- um, psychokinesis, particularly during puberty. And that oftentimes, mm-hmm. when teenagers were in puberty, they would be able to cause items to move without even realizing it. So when these items moved, because they did, they weren't aware that they were the ones moving it, they would be just as shocked as everyone around them when something would, you know, fly across the room. So Dr. Ryan believed that the Herman's bro- uh, son, James Jr., was the one who was actually causing the activity. He was almost always in the room when things seemed to ...begin to move, or at the very least was in the house when these uh, like, items would pop off or smash into the wall. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that he was causing it without realizing it. And Dr. Ryan believed that a poultry ice could also be to blame for the goings-on. However, soon after the doctor arrived, the activity pretty much stopped... So, there wasn't really much else he could go off of or study because of that. So, the Hermans never had another instance of paranormal activity after this. But, Mm. between February 3rd and March 10th of that year, the family had experienced nearly 70 mysterious events that were all recorded and witnessed by the family themselves or others. And since then, parapsychologist Joseph Gather Pratt and skeptic Joe Nickel. And when I was reading that, I was like, "What is his profession? Like, it says he's a skeptic, but like, what's his profession? (laughs) This this man's job is to be a skeptic. Like, in his Wikipedia page, that is one of his titles: skeptic.
1: What? How do you get paid for that? How much does a skeptic pay? What's the what's the hourly rate? Or is it a salaried rate?
0: Um, if I can get salaried, like,
1: I'll be a skeptic. <laughs>
0: I'll be a skeptic. I'm pretty skeptical about most things. But, I don't know. Maybe it's like um an independent contractor position. You pay him
1: to come be skeptical of you. <laughs> he just comes to your house with a very uh, quizzical look on his face. He's like, hmm, I'm a little bit skeptical of this right here. That'll be twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyways, um they pretty much determined that the Herman's son was the most likely reason for all of this to happen. Not necessarily because they thought that he was using like parakinesis to move these objects, but really they mostly thought that he was pulling a prank on the family. I personally like to think that he's got perikinesis because... But that
1: seems like that seems like a hard prank to pull. I mean, the dad saw the shit, like, fly in the air and pop off. And also, which this is weird to me, at some point you said, like, large furniture was flying around. Which I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, he can't make that happen. Uh, Probably... You know, he can't just be a jokester. But also, I feel like that's a lot of energy to accidentally be putting out into the world to be moving around freaking tables and dressers. You know what I'm saying? Yes,
0: I do know what you're saying. Because I think me and you have talked about this. When me and you used to live together, and we mm-hmm. always used to say that like weird things would happen in that apartment, even though it didn't make sense because mm-hmm. the apartment that we were living in was you know fairly new construction which is very similar to the herman family because their house they were the only family that had ever lived there it was like pretty much a brand new house when they bought it and they had lived there for a while um but it's very similar to that how uh when me and you used to live together all this weird stuff would happen and we thought it was because me and you like the presence of me and you mm-hmm. had somehow caused it because me and you are such hardcore believers
1: in the unknown that's why me and Cindy can't be in the same room as each other. You ain't oh, never yeah, seen us we... together. <laughs> we will not. We're zooming right now. We'll have to zoom for the rest of our lives. Not because of the Roner. Just because we're too powerful. <laughs>
0: when when Taylor gets married next year, it's going to be... Uh, um, they're they're going to have to have an iPad.
1: One on, of those, like, like, on a stand with wheels. <laughs>
0: Yes, they're gonna have to put a
1: dress on that so your da- go- partner can remote control car you down the aisle.
0: <laughs> yep, that'll be it. Anyways, so the Har- Harmon case would go on to inspire the nineteen eighty two movie Poltergeist. Ever mm-hmm. heard of that? Mm hmm. Is that one of the movies it. you watched? Yes, watched it it When is. you were
1: little. Because I specifically remember Poltergeist because at some point, the screen, like, well, I guess I can't, I haven't watched it in a long time, but the screen, like, goes white, like, all of a sudden. And it, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it happens and it's real scary and I specifically remember it because me and my stepsister were on the couch and watch TV, and uh, my younger stepsister had a friend over, we screamed so damn loud that everybody like ran out of the bedrooms, going, what's going on? Are you okay? So yeah, that one really got us. Um, Brandon actually watched it recently. I fell asleep, but I rem- I have watched that. I have not watched it all the way
0: through, because um, I always thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> it is kind of boring, Uh and it's long. Yeah. So. and it, No offense to that movie, but it is, it was made in the 80s. So part of me is like, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you are not going to come and cut somebody's head off, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be really boring. Like, even, like, the original Halloween, because it's filmed, like, so far back in the 70s, it's a little boring. But then, you know, people start dying. So
1: it gets kind of exciting. Yeah, the poltergeist is just really slow paced, and also, I mean, it takes place all in the same house, obviously. But w- when Brandon was watching it recently, I just remember the little girl going, "Come back, or I'm here. Come back," and he just kept going on and on. And I was honestly surprised Brandon even watched it. Sorry to mm-hmm. the poltergeist makers. Uh, well, I feel like maybe you've got to a- be sophisticated to like it, and we're not. <laughs> we're just, we're just trash. Uh, well, I I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little
0: bit about the Poltergeist film, just because I found it was interesting, and I feel like my story was kind of short this week. So, mm-hmm. the film itself has its own mm-hmm. sort of like curse and haunted, mm-hmm. like persona around it. So, during the production real skeletons were used. So if you've seen the film, there is a part where like these skeletons come up and they grab this woman and, she, you know, you, if you've seen it, you know. Well, turns out, I guess the production company did not have very much money for the budget, and so they could not afford fake skeletons. So they had to use real skeletons So, the skeletons that you see in the film are real human remains, which to me, I'm like, that seems a little bit odd that that was cheaper. Uh Uh-huh, So I was thinking. (laughs) But, I don't know. I guess this was when Steven Spielberg was, you know, he's just a little up-and-coming guy. Mm -hmm. So, nowadays, he would probably be able to afford some rubber skeletons, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, but real skeletons were used, and that is what they think stemmed, like, the this curse stemmed from. So, Dominique Dunn, who played the oldest daughter, Dana, in the film, she ended up dying shortly after the film's release in 1982, and she was strangled to death by her ex-boyfriend. Then, Heather O'Rourke, who played the younger daughter, she's the one that gets sucked into... The, the TV, Carol Ann. Mm-hmm. She got really sick about four months after the release of Poltergeist 3. And she was hospita- hospitalized and died of cardiac arrest and septic shock from undiagnosed Crohn's disease at age 12. Oh. Then Julian Beck died of stomach cancer, which he had at the time of filming... Then, Will Sampson died of complications from a heart-lung transplant, and Lou Perryman was murdered by Seth Christopher Tatum, who had recently been released from prison and had stopped taking his medication and had been drinking at the time. And then finally, Richard Lawson was on U.S. Flight 405, which crashed into a Flushing Bay in 1992. And uh, 27 of the 51 passengers on that plane died. However, Lawson actually ended up surviving. So the film has Mm. a, you know, kind of a a troubled history of mysterious and very sad deaths. Mm -hmm. But I thought I would just kind of include that because I think it's interesting that... You know, it's got its own little, I don't know, pol- it's not really a poltergeist, but, like, it's, it's got some paranormal stuff yeah. surrounding it.
1: Yeah, for real. It's also weird that the the poppers, I've always found it weird that the popper story, because once you told it, I remember the popper story. Um, it's weird to me that that uh, influenced the poltergeist, because they seem very different,
0: Yes, I think it was more... Or just, like, the idea of it. Yeah, I think it's very, very loose. Like, I was talking to my friend... I was talking to my friend Joe one day. Shout out to Joe. I know you listen every week. He'll probably pee his pants if I... (laughs) (laughs) He'll probably pee his pants now that I've uh, finally given him a shout out. But he was telling me... Have you ever seen the movie Jeepers Creepers?
1: That is a very much maybe... But okay. I don't a
0: very much maybe I'll take it. So, have you ever seen the movie Jeepers Creepers? The original one has where this, you know, two people are they're driving down the highway and this truck tries to run them off the road, and then the movie like really takes a left turn and it's like this monster who like eats you and uh-huh. it's like this whole th- it's like this whole thing, but in the like that movie is very 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 loosely based on a true story and the true story is this couple was driving down the highway and this truck kept speeding up and acting like it was going to run them off the road uh huh so that's very
1: loosely based
0: I mean I could say you know you could say anything's loosely based on anything so
1: that's very true
0: But that is my story of the Herman house and how it influenced the movie The Exorcist, or not The Exorcist,
1: (laughs) The Poltergeist. Wow. Thank you. That was, I I like that one. It's weird to me. I still, I don't have really, I don't have what I think actually happened in that one. Like, do I think it was the kid playing a prank? No. Do I think it was the kid's mind doing all of it? Probably not. I don't know what it was. it's too weird. It's probably just a ghost. It's probably just a ghost who was... It was probably a ghost playing a prank. Oh, and yeah, he was trying to horrible. frame the boy. And so that's when... That's why when the doctor came and did all that stuff, the ghost was like, ha ha, LOL, I'm leaving, bitch.
0: I'm gone. Goodbye. Bye.
1: But yeah, that's what... That's my, the- that's my theory, my thesis, and I'm sticking to it.
0: Well, after law school, maybe go back and get your doctorate in parapsychology.
1: That would be fun. But that would be fun. I don't think anywhere around here does it. I know somewhere, at least one school well, in California Duke, I j- has a program. I just, I just told you Duke University. Oh, yeah. You think they still have that though? Also, you think I can get into Duke? Who knows? No. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been to Duke.
0: I went to Duke one time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I, I was
1: just like ten. I,
0: I went to Duke one time. Uh, I went on a tour. Uh, same. I was like get, ten when I went. They have like nice gardens. But, yeah yeah anyways but that uh that was our episode next week our theme is survivor stories I'm
1: excited about that one I've been listening to actually uh the I survived podcast some so maybe I can do do one of them stories maybe not though i if I find that what that
0: was my plan was just to watch an episode of I survived so.
1: I can't. I can't watch the episodes for some reason. Actually, no. Yes, I can. I started watching one one time, and it was about a guy who broke into somebody's house. and I was like, I can't do this. I'm getting too freaked out.
0: I watched one where this monkey uh, tried to kill like this whole jeep full of tourists, and I was like, Good God,
1: this oh is God. too much. Yeah, that is too much. You ever watch the the TV show Zoo? It was no. really. I watched it in like high school. It was really good. If anybody's watched it, please let me know. It's basically all the animals in Africa and then in the world decide they're gonna just start eating people for fun. Shit gets wild. It's like a war between the animals and the people. It's pretty good. Damn.
0: Damn. No, I ain't never seen that. But that reminds me of that book that we all had to read in high school. You know, Animal Farm. About? Animal Farm. Damn, that book There's- sucks.
1: Yeah. the pig The pig was I, so mean.
0: He was so mean. That's why I don't eat pork. <laughs> out of res- out of respect. Real respect's real. All right. Anyways. Is that well, it? Well follow us that's it. Follow us on Instagram at uh gonna sound weird Pod and at Twitter at going Uh
1: you know, get on Facebook. Join our group, please. Lord have mercy, join the group. we be in there. I actually don't know if I post anything recently, but I promise I will. Soon. Very soon. Yeah, you,
0: and you know what? Here's an idea. You join our Facebook group, you start posting stuff.
1: Yeah, please do. It ain't gotta be us. Y'all post stuff. I'd love to see what y'all thinking.
0: Yeah, it could be a meme. It could be, uh, just a weird thing. It could be a, po- a picture of your vacation. I don't really care. I love seeing vacation pics. I know some people don't like it, but I like it. Yeah, post anything. Just
1: n- not anything offensive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I do know what you're saying. Also, uh, send us your weird stories at this is going to sound weird at gmail.com and if we read it on our Weird Wednesday episode, then you will get a like a sticker or a koozie. you know, you're going to get something in return and it could be anything. It could be a survivor story, it could be you, a weird thing that's happened to you, anything you want, anything at all. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: And uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, five stars, preferably. That would be really great. Um, it helps us out. Something about an algorithm, probably, or something. That's what yeah. they tell she- me, anyways. <laughs> Don't know who they are, but I'll no, I did to not. Them. They come uh, into my bedroom at night and whispered in my ear, so I really couldn't say who it is. Is <laughs> Is it is it your sleep paralysis demon? <laughs> yes, my sleep paralysis Stephen, is just an employee of Apple Podcasts. God. Uh, his name's Chad. He's a real douche. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, well, we will see y'all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.